You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And, uh, you know, I feel like I had a weird saying my own name moment right there. I, there was something about the way you were doing it, and it just felt like, uh, oh, like is he going to nail this? It's or? actually so funny to, like, listen back to your own shows yeah. and go, uh, like, how do you say that the exact same way? Like, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is the dumbest thing to distract you with, but, I mean, we've never really done a lot of behind the scenes stuff there's no script no right we're just sitting here with a bunch of stuff in front of us that is not prepared and you do it right now uh, it's the, now it's the chorus you can't get out of your head that's right. uh all right so this week we are as we have mentioned in weeks past trying to whip through everything we possibly can uh to get through last year uh, <laughs> right and all the awards shows, even though uh, the majority of them have already happened and we already know who won everything, but we want to get through yeah. uh, a lot of, uh, you know, the Oscars are coming up still and the Oscar nominations just came out recently, which, yeah. uh, you know, from my perspective, were surprisingly good this year. Uh, they were good uh, in the, which this is a, normal and yet strange year because yeah all the same things are getting nominated for everything which is what happens every year except mm. that uh there are some there's a little bit of wiggle room of some things getting nominated here and there that you know in one award show they get nominated and the others they don't whatever which that happens every year but this year um i actually like some of the uh, i don't know unusual things that are getting nominated uh, although it is funny that uh, the Oscars came out and for like a second, everyone was like, what happened to RRR? Right. And it was uh, it was kind of funny. And everyone's like, oh, my God. But uh, yeah. the Oscars don't work the way some other things do. And uh, for the Oscars, uh, you know, the country has to pick. Yeah. And that's not what India picked. Right. So it was not. Uh, able to be nominated as the foreign language international film you know whatever the what a, what different awards travesty. now call those things different yeah. things right but yeah um but that's not what they picked so like you're out like you just you it's not possible to be nominated <laughs> yeah so there you go um and not only that but it's uh you're like excluded from being nominated for other things too uh, yeah, you you, you can't get default. like song, right? Which it won song. Yeah, that's too bad and, too. Uh, it won song yeah. in the Golden Globes and the yeah. Critics' Choice. Yeah, and now it's not possible to be nominated. For song. So it's uh, it it is the Oscars' own weird little quirk. You'd think I'd know this looking at the site as often as I do, but I actually forget to look at the site around Oscar time. Do you ever? Have you ever put on our website? place to see certain things after the nominations come out so like if because i'm gonna ask you this off the air anyway i might as well ask it on if i wanted to see like the best animated shorts 
Do you right. do you know of a place or I mean I can Google it too, but I don't know if you ever put up a thing on the website that's like you want to see the best like shorts. Watch it yeah, like you can see them at this yeah. website or I just look I, online I don't for them. Really, and okay. only because most of the time it is such a pain. Is it is uh, it because they're not in one place, right? They're, they're scattered. Right. Okay. That's because what I if you can watch certain things uh, <clears throat> just online easily. Yeah. Then they'll be in a lot of different places, and then right. some of them will be available, and some of them won't be. Some are behind paywalls like and things so, in yeah. the past. So, so yeah, I I would love to do that. Yeah, just I could go, never remember if you did. Just an yeah. easy way to you know get to all these things, but it turns out that it's such a pain. It's hard that it's like yeah, okay. you know, you might as well just I saw right them or do it anyway. Yeah, I mean sometimes the old the old uh acronym of here let me google this for you and then it showed somebody typing into google your thing i just saw one i don't remember whether it was from entertainment weekly or rolling stone someone just said here's where to watch every best picture ever right you know and it's like some of them are on you know Tubi, some of them right. are on netflix you know whatever but it, it went down and down and down and i went man that's a fun resource but i'm mostly interested in like the documentary feature the short doc like i want to see the shorts not the films and i'm like i don't i don't know if i'm just making this harder maybe there's eventually going to be a list but it, it got me thinking about the website so i'm sorry right yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um you know for uh for animated shorts yeah for whatever reason that's usually easier is right? it um, oh that's good then those are usually pretty easy to find but when you get to like the you know, just shorts in general, and then like the documentary, Best documentary shorts. shorts. Stuff, those are the ones that I think those can be like that's tricky, a hard. That's a hard right? one. Yeah, yeah. Because even going to sometimes the directors, I mean, whether you know whatever what's their MySpace page now, but right. when when you go to their social right. media page, like it just shows the trailer for it, and then it's like, guys, you can't whatever contract you signed, you can't even show your own film on something, right? Oh, so or even tell me where to see or it, or even or tell me anything. where to see it. That's yeah, even the bigger I mean, thing. Yeah, it's a yeah. Little, so anyway, a yeah. Uh, anyway, so we are uh, trying to blitz through as many of the things that are left, and I think what we've got at this point is we're going to get through what we can this week, and then we still have a few that are like kind of on the outside that we're going to have to get to next week, including living. Uh, yeah. Which that is the uh, Bill Nye, um, you know, strange in a way movie, yeah. and then also a movie that's not going to have any chance at the box office, but still managed to get him nominated for a lot of awards and all that stuff. Yeah, um, and probably a couple of others, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of mostly do Triangle of Sadness for like a semi real amount of time. And then we're just going to try and knock through like as Whatever. many other things <laughs> as we can <laughs> yeah. to try and get through so that uh, two weeks from now, we can do our best of the year list. And, oh, and the only reason that we're kind of doing this is um, not that all the things on our best list are going to necessarily be, well, look, all the things that are nominated for stuff. But, um, but I right. want to try and get through as many movies as we can that are nominated for things that might win things. Yeah. Before we do our list and we haven't really mentioned them. 
Um, and there still might be some movies on our list that we haven't mentioned, but yeah. at least we will get through these like semi-legitimate. Yeah. They've been nominated for stuff movies. Um, and starting off with a uh, triangle of sadness, which, uh, I can't remember exactly right now, but I think, uh, it got nominated for, uh, screenplay for almost everything, uh, award wise. Yeah, I think uh, so. And didn't get a lot else. <laughs> it right. Didn't get a lot of other attention. Although, um, in the Oscars, uh, he did get nominated for director. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. which he did not, I'm almost positive, in the Critics' Choice, even though they had like a jillion director nominations. I don't think he was among the nominations. I can't remember for sure, but uh, I feel like if he was, I would have remembered it. Yeah, I don't think he, but, yeah. Um, but also, uh, kind of got left aside on a lot of other things, which, um, you know, I can't really count as a snub because uh, despite his other movies getting a fair amount of critical attention, right. um, like Force Majeure and Square, Square, yeah, uh, you know, it's not like they were nominated for tons of stuff. Right. Anyway, right. although um, I think the Square did get some nominations. But anyway, yeah. uh, so the uh, Triangle of Sadness, it's the uh, latest Ostland movie. <laughs> That was good. Who is, I think you nailed that. Who is, uh, as we just said, the director of Force Majeure and Square. And uh, and this one is interesting because uh, he is so weird. And you're not going yeah. to see this get, you know, a ton of money from sure. the box office right. either, no, right. matter, no matter what you try to do. <laughs> uh, especially, it's almost like the more you try to do, the less money you'd make, really, like. Yeah, the, right. the more you you got to sit on your hands people into yeah. this movie we got the less chance for the profits yeah uh yeah anyway so um the movie is just uh the weirdest thing and you've got to know going into this movie those other movies especially the square like force majeure is a very uh specific thing that is not nearly as weird as he it often is yeah no <laughs> right i mean it's almost like his uh, because the square is much more like his amount of weirdness i'm blanking that's, on that's, the square that's a totally it's a square about again the square is the one where it's, i mean it uh, good, but it's it, it's like the focus is modern art the modern art world right and okay. it's about uh you know this one museum and uh all the modern art goofiness there's the one scene where the guy is like uh tended to be a, a ape oh you right? uh, yeah 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 right. i just thought in my head and, like he's and, not gonna say ape and yeah square is the the titular square yeah. is like a square of like led rope lights right. Right. where it's like look this is our, Here, here's you know, our, whatever yeah thing um the installation just to be like representative of modern art as a thing but okay. the uh but you know the movie is about the museum itself right and, but also all the people the patrons and in this world of like yeah. you know the uber modern art i don't know why i was whatever, thinking that right? was something else yeah i keep tending to be you know, nailed it i mean that's, that's cool. and uh uh, which, if you haven't seen that movie, you know, go, go back and see that movie. Yeah. 
And, uh, and you know, one of the brilliant things, right, about <laughs> yeah. that movie is, you know, when they did that scene with the ape, yeah. right, only like half the people in that room knew what, oh, was, knew what was happening. <laughs> and the rest of so them were just sock up there and calling our way through something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the guy comes out and uh, starts acting like an ape. And, yeah. You know, whatever. The performance artist, uh, whatever. Anyway. Um, but but you've got to realize going into this movie the kind of thing that you're getting right possibly um, with this guy because he's yeah and this is you know almost like the same kind of idea except that now we're just focused on like the uber rich and yeah and in a certain angle at the earlier parts just kind of the fashion world yeah going right. under the <laughs> knife like the art world did in the square yep so we're just kind of you know peeling back and looking staring at yeah. what happens in the fashion world right. in a similar way to like the way we did in the square yeah um but then suddenly we go on like this boat trip where it's just right. like the super rich people going on this like yacht or thing yeah whatever right it's uh, one of the things that i like about the movie not that i don't like anything about the movie but one right, of the things right. i like about the movie is that it's very unclear what the hell this boat trip is yeah. and no one ever talks about it right yeah. it's some kind of you spend a lot of money right <laughs> to go on this yacht cruise thing for an undetermined but what are we doing right like what what's is the end the, goal is it like yeah. we just sail around for like four or five days right. just want to be on the boat and there is uh this couple that we focus on who uh you know he is a model she is some kind of model slash influencer i was gonna say influencer where they they got this trip for free like right. they let her be on it just because she's an influencer so she'll tweet it yada yada yeah, yeah right um but we're on with these other just insanely rich people right. most of them are much older yeah right? um yep. you know one one couple you know basically made all their money selling weapons right. hand one, grenades and things one like guy, oh my god <laughs> one guy is like super rich because he's like you know eastern europe's fertilizer king or whatever and yep. he's got more money than he knows what to do with money right. But it's just these super rich people on a yacht. And then we also, you know, spend a fair amount of time with the crew and the, and what their lives are like yeah. and what they're doing here and Google you know, Apple, clarity and suits, right? Yeah, right. Um, and that's, you know, kind of your focus. Uh, so, so his movies and him, uh, like, I love his movies. The, yeah. the previous two movies that we've talked about a lot. I love both of those movies. Um, and he is kind of almost in a similar world as a director, as like a, a yeah, Yorgos Lanthimos, yeah, right. where it's, uh, you know, I Dog this tooth, too. the Lobster, yeah, right. uh, the Sacred favorite, Deer, the, the Killing of a Sacred Deer, yeah. where, uh, you know, the movies are just bonkers. Just hang right? on. They are right. just weird. He's going to show you some stuff. You don't know what... Yeah. <laughs> happening you don't yeah. know what's coming and and you take a movie like like dog tooth or the lobster or something where you have no idea what world you're in right and he's not going to tell you except yeah. by just the stuff is happening just 
Yeah. And you just got to go along with what I love happened. that. I love it. Uh, and, and it's the same, not that we're in like crazy worlds in like something right. like force majeure or the square. Right. We're not in like an alternate, you know, realm sure, where you can come back as something. But um, but, but we still, we are in a weird situation that, uh, we're not exactly going to hold your hand through what's going on. Like force majeure. There's just like this one weird thing happens and right. you just watch the fallout and right. you don't know what's going to happen because, because there is like no plot really. Right. Right. There's just, it's just repercussions. You can't, right. You yeah. can't like figure out the plot or where we're going <laughs> yeah. or whatever, because it's just what happens to this guy. Yeah. And, uh, and so this one is the same. Um, and I'm going on like forever. Uh, you know, I could only give this one a six, though. Oh, and uh, I was a little low on that. And, I you were higher than that. And I was, I was kind of surprised because I expected this could be like an expectations thing, right? Like I, I expected I was gonna like love this. Yeah, I thought you were gonna love it. And, and I, I kind of did, and I wanted to, right? But I feel like this is the one where, comparatively, this one feels a bit like Dog Tooth to me, right? Which yeah. I really liked Dog Tooth, but I wanted him to have somebody else involved, yeah, and and go. Yeah, but maybe not this part or do this part differently or something where I just wanted uh, or maybe for just him to have like four or five more rewrites of the script or or something whatever, else. right? Something more. Yeah. Which is not going to happen with your very early super oh, yeah. indie movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but like, uh, for me, Dogtooth does not live up to the rest of his movies, which are, I think, I, I still like that movie, right? Yeah. But I think all of his other movies are like if they're not tens, they're I mean, they're, they're close, hanging on right? there. Yeah. And and Dogtooth, I just felt like uh needed some help. Yeah. And this one, oddly enough, for being like the most recent one, I think is the same. I think this one is not as um it's certainly a lot showier and it's like bigger in some way very right yeah and not only that one thing that i don't want to forget to say and since just popped into my head uh, there are so many scenes in this movie right where uh it's absolutely impossible to do them again right you got like one you got one shot this, at this yeah you better do it right. no you're right because it would cost so much to, to reset. try and do this again. Uh, do you mind resetting right? the, the location you're at? Yeah. No, you're right. That's so. So it's like a big swing, right? Yeah. You know, going in that you're like, we got one shot right. at this, and it better be the good. Actors love that. Right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I just felt like <laughs> this one was not up to the level of kind of like eh, the the complete like sophistication of what you're trying to do especially because there yeah. were a lot of parts in this movie where this one is like two hours and something two and a half hours and it did not need to be and i think it suffers horribly from being that long yeah it's there's so much of it that for whatever reason he wants us to look at it more mm -hmm. and it's like no nah, man looking at it more is not getting you anything right and it's really actually kind of taking away yeah so uh so anyway that you know uh i really wish i could like it more and i appreciate the heck out of it yeah um that just as an effort but i didn't think uh i didn't think it actually got what it yeah wanted because 
you know, what was, what was meaningful was simplistic and what was complicated didn't actually do anything. Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyway. Well, no, I, I agree. I think sometimes I think, especially in a film, not sometimes, I think almost all the time, your execution trumps your intentions and whatever you've intended to do or produce or illuminate or just entertain it it winds up with not only what you were trying to make but instead this is what you made right and i i'm with you in a very strange way across the board here i thought i was either going to love this or hate it not be sort of middling and i wound up feeling confused by it, it honestly i gave it a six i thought it could be eight and a half or nine just based on what i know about him and what he has done um but it just it, it staggers around a bit instead of it being instead of it being more free-flowing and i wouldn't say improv improv like i don't want a lot of improvisate improvisation but it, it almost feels like a car wreck like you were really slowing down and I want you to look at this because it'll tell you something about something. Well, car wreck's not the best thing because it, the way he lingers on certain um, healing back of the world we're both in. So unlike the lobster where there's a whole weird set of rules, right. you know, in that movie. And when you accept it, you're like, okay. And then suddenly the film changes anyway. But if you accept that this is the world. And you're like, all right, this is fun. This is exciting. This is more like there's a really weird world here. It, there's no fiction to it. I just got to show you what the super elite, what the oligarchs do, what the really crazily minded materialistic side of fashion does, you know, these right. things that you think, you know, but let's watch how these happens. And then instead of just letting me hit you with parable or an anecdote or something surgical, I'm going to bludgeon you with it. I'm just going to make you look at it for a while. And that, when it does that, and I don't want to, confuse the issue it doesn't do that for the whole film there's just these moments where i'm sitting through two and a half hours and i'm like move on right. i got it or get up like you're not doing what you want i loved the conflict in the beginning of the film between oh yeah a couple right, right hated sitting through it it went on for like i mean it was great because it made me uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, you guys, this we're watching this unravel, like right, right, really right. right in front of you. And I'm like, Force majeure, let's let's do this. Right. And then it just it just in a way that I thought, well, you guys are now beating that dead horse a little too much. I got it. You gotta move past this. And then it sat there and I swear, man, I haven't seen this for many weeks, but I, I it felt like it sat there for 20 minutes. Right. More than it should have. And it took and to get there, you know. For me, the first like 45 minutes of the film are a little bit of touch and a lot of like just let go. And the easy baseball analogy is, you know, swing and a miss. But I actually think when this film is working, before we go back and forth about some stuff we liked or didn't like, when the film is working, I friggin' love it. Yeah. I love it. I love what it is doing in the moments that it is most powerful, even if it is the ship going back and forth and throwing everybody everywhere and all the fluids in the world are all over the place. Like I'm having a blast with this because it's just weird and fun and filmed beautifully or we're shipwrecked. And I'm like, well, now we're a different movie entirely. Right. What the hell is going on? 
When I didn't like it, I felt like it was just hitting foul balls everywhere. It was connecting, but it was just not putting the ball into play. And when it would do that earlier on in the film, and then late in the film, I felt like it did it worse than it ever did in the middle part where I liked it the most. Right. I didn't like how laborious things were and how clumsy things felt, even though it worked for a story on paper. I didn't think it translated very well um, to the screen that I was, that I was watching. But once it got on the boat and once it got through the boats, 30 minutes of hell when they're, when they're on the Island, I, even though I'm like, wow, what did I, what have I done to get to this now new movie for however long I've got, you know, I think it probably had an hour, you know, I'm loving everything that's happening until the very end. And then I thought, once the film was over, I'm like, I'm so torn about loving what I loved and really not liking. I mean, re not hating, not being like, I'm going to take stars for this. Just, it was so frustrating because the potential was there. The setup was there. Everybody was willing. It's just, he felt like, it felt to me like he was just constantly getting in his own shot, like yeah. just getting in his own way for things that. I guess, Mark, they met, they, they must have mattered to him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have put him in the film. But I'm damn if I know why. Right. I, I didn't get it. When he was doing so many other things effectively and well, to look clumsily like you're fumbling at something when you didn't... Re I guess the other metaphor is walking around with your glasses on your head. And you're, you're like, where are my glasses? Where are my freaking glasses? Why does everybody move my glasses? And you're like, dude, you're wearing your glasses. You know, that he just... It felt in a weird way like he was out of control while not realizing what he'd already captured. So... Yeah, I think that um, part of the weirdness and uh, it for good and ill... Yeah. Is that it's really separate movies, right? It's it's like four installments of weird like, three, yeah, four. It's like first we have the couple, and we're really just focused on them, and we think we're just going to be all about their life, yeah, right. Like yeah. the opening of the movie just seems like you know we watch him go to an audition, we see this weird part at the beginning where we're just talking to male models, yeah. So we think we're just going to be all. Right. models fashion this is you know mm -hmm. these people uh and then we see them get in like this big fight yeah and i thought uh the whole part with the fight could have been a could have been shorter yeah right but i thought the whole part with the fight was great because uh even when we go back to the room right it didn't need to go on so long but i thought that it was really great that it was showing in such a weird way, right? Like how these people have a theory. Yeah. Right. We're right. not just straight making fun of, you know, these fashion obsessed, material obsessed vanity you know, people, people and yeah. just and just going like, you know, look how ridiculous right. they are, right? right? We actually like dive into like their Insecurities theory of and, how life goes and yeah. how interactions are supposed to happen. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, the, the guys actually, you know, got a whole thought process yeah. about, and you can't let this go. And stuff, yeah, right. right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the way that they react to, you know, ultimately like the simplest things. And, yeah. And I thought it was actually really funny that, uh, the whole thing revolves around him thinking that she's thinking things and purposely doing things yeah. where, you know, it might seem like 
you know, she's like, I mean, no, I would just wasn't paying any attention at all. Right. And then it turns out, oh yeah, that's like, that's exactly right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. Right. Right. Uh, that whole part was really cool. Just like tear into right. their whole, you know, system of thinking and existing in the world and whatever. Right. And each other's world too. Like, okay, right. like and, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like they're on this boat. And they're like, okay, well, so now this is going to be about them on the boat, but no, actually it's just, they happen to be on the boat. We're going to look at other things, but they're here. Yeah. They could just as easily not be on the boat. Right. We don't need them. Right. And then it's like the only thing we need them for anymore at all in the, in the whole movie, whether they're on the boat or after the shipwreck is that there are people that we know are in a relationship. Right. And we don't have right. to say again that they're in a they're relationship. A That's right. all we get out of them. Yeah. How they act to yeah. each other the rest of the movie, it's really it's fairly a, meaningless. Pretty irrelevant. Yeah. Other than just that we get to know these people are right. a couple or whatever, yeah. and we drag them along. So we see all this stupid stuff happens on the boat. Mm-hmm. We've got the ridiculously rich people who are like, no, I want all the crew to go for a swim now all of a sudden everyone's we got to figure out how to and it's like this world of like retail yeah even though it's a bruise right but it's still like this whole like retail mentality of like we have to figure out how to let them do whatever they want customers always right they've got all this money right and we're hoping at the end that we will get a really big tip yeah or whatever Right. right yeah and then even when we get to the shipwreck yeah. and then it's like only a certain number of people still show up. Right. Uh, and it happens to be this couple, yeah. but really, you know, we only need them because they're a couple. Right. And again, and how, how the fact that now all these people who are left and have to try to survive on this Island. And we know that one of them is in a couple, right? It's not, really it's not necessary, necessary. it no. didn't actually have to be them there could yeah. just be some other couple right you know right. whatever right anyway but i but what the movie does that is great is all that stuff like in the <laughs> beginning when we're doing that and it does that in a lot of different places yeah it does it on the ship and it's really cool i think one of the coolest parts of the movie is actually that captain's dinner yeah just at the very beginning right where we're only having this captain's dinner on this day because Woody Harrelson is like a nut. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and he's like, now nah, let's do it Thursday. And they're right. like, well, we can't do it Thursday. There's supposed to be storms. Well, I'm only doing it on Thursday. Right. 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 So now we have to do it in a storm. And we, and when that starts and, and we walk into the room and yeah. he's standing there leaning. Right. That is such right. an I love awesome it. shot. I love it. Right. Yep. It's not, I mean, it just puts this weird visualization to the screwball world that we're in. Right. Where not only would they just go, no, I guess we're doing it on Thursday, (laughs) but like all the people actually show up. Right. Because, and and you've got like the little notes of things happening all the time where this, you know, this woman is like choke this. Oh, yeah, utterly yeah. rich woman is like choking she still will only drink champagne right 
Right. No like, water. Like I don't get her any about water. to drop dead. Yeah. Like you're going to try and give me something that's not champagne. <laughs> Toxicology must show no water. I've had this. I love that scene too, because it's, and this is when the film for me is like working on every cylinder because it's like the absurdity of having this dinner then is, is both a reflection of the captain of course and his weird like i'm either going to be drunk or sleeping kind of thing but they all can't help themselves because they need to be impressing him and feel impressed by being in front of the captain right we need to say to all of our oligarch buddies when we're playing botchy next time like oh yeah we dang we dined with the captain and you know like it's a trap that we, no we one were, can get out we of we were at the captain's yeah table. we were at right. the captain's table because that's the re that's also part of the reason they can buy anything they could buy a plaque that says they were at the captain's table, but they need that memory to rub in somebody else's face. And the simple fact that like, there's so much chaos and they've willingly subscribed to it. They will not leave it. No one's like, this is too much. Like they're all just like, we're here and nobody locked a door. Like this isn't like a twilight zone episode. And then you look at it and you're like, man, society, high society is really screwed up. Like this means so much to them. They're putting everything on the line. And then they cut to like, the old grenade couple and they're just like the way of steaks and pork and having a blast. And I just, I'm infatuated with why that scene goes on so long, but I'm so glad that it did, even though I'm complaining about the length of the film, right. because that's when the movie's fun. Well, and there's so much of the stuff that happens on that boat that are like the little things that are not really kind of beating you over the head with stuff. Right. More but subtle. just like, you know, the arms dealer couple, right? Yeah. Just the fact that they're there at all. Right. Is, right. is such a statement in this movie, not because they're arms dealers, no, but because they're these really rich old people yeah. who have no business being there and don't really want to be there right. either. Other than to be able to say that they were, there. this is where we're supposed like, to be. This is where like, we have to be today. Cause this is our Thursday. Right, because in two weeks they have like a banquet yeah. with somebody right. and they want to be able to say they were just on this boat. Right. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't really even yeah. exist the whole time they're there, except that they just, yeah. you know, whatever. But a lot of it just goes on so long that it becomes almost like the thing that's wrong with it really is that it's insulting in some way, because, you know, when we're doing like a lot of the part that happens on the Island, especially, yeah. um, but there's a lot of the stuff, uh, when they're, you know, when they're on the boat, when Woody Harrelson and the, and the first mate, one the... oligarch guy locked themselves oh, in the room yeah. and are on the radio. Right. That's great. Yeah. Until it's not anymore right. because it just keeps happening. Right? right. And it just keeps going. Look, I'm telling you this yeah. and, and I don't think you get it yet. Right. So, so I'm let just me gonna, tell you again, again, I'm just going to yeah. have it keep happening. Yeah. All the stuff that happens on the Island, uh, the, the whole Island thing, I think could have been half the time. And we could have had some of it just happen, you know, in like a montage. Yeah. So that we know for sure. that we've been there for a long time. A while. Right? It's, yeah. It, but it just keeps beating you over the head with what's happening. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, look, I I get it from like the first night, right? All you right. got to do. This is how it's going to be. All you got to do now is just say, well, actually, I guess it's like the second night or third night or whatever, whatever point at which. 
but then it just keeps doing the same stuff over and over. And it's, you know, it's kind of like, I don't think you understand what I'm trying to say yet. Right. So I better keep saying it for a while. Yeah. And it's not really functioning as like telling story anymore. Right. It's just, you know, turning the page back again and going, read this one again. So right. that I make sure that you know what you read. Right. And I you're agree. like, well, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm what? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, like, no, I, I agree. It. But there are lots of parts in the movie where it does that same thing yeah. where stuff just, uh, happens again. I don't need to look at the, you know, jelly food that they're eating like right. 10 times right? right i get the fact that they're eating stupid food because yeah. they're rich people right? right like like i'm on board right. and uh even the lady who was great because she will only drink the champagne it's like but you just told that joke and then now i gotta watch her do it, do again, it again as she gets closer to death and still only will drink champagne <laughs> i'm like no but you yeah. know that landed really well right. i don't need to see it again right it just does too much of that, yeah. I think, for me. And, yeah, I agree. and what ultimately happens, I think, is that there is a certain sense in which this is like a Twilight Zone uh, yeah. episode. Because once you get to the end, right. then suddenly it is like sure. a Twilight Zone movie thing. where it's like, aha, but right. see you the, knew the secret yeah. thing. Right. By the time it gets there, uh, I'm, I'm, and it's weird because it's him. Uh, because it's him making this movie by, by the time we get there i'm so kind of bored with you acting like i don't get what you're trying to tell me yeah that you really miss the landing actually right, right. like we you get could've... we get to the end and i'm like no i mean duh right <laughs> right it's like yep uh whereas if you'd have just taken like a half an hour out of this movie yeah and you'd have done something uh it, you'd have done something where I I just see a montage. I just I just get the idea that they've been there for a long time in, yeah. in a quicker way, and then I can get to that end. Then it's a good end, you know. Right. Then it then it's like a Twilight Zone episode, yeah. and it's a good ending, right? But this way, you go on forever. Now it's just like the last episode of Gilligan's Island is right. that they you know run a run around to a, the other side of the island right. finally right and that that's not the same thing yeah the moment and this doesn't i'm not going to give i'm not going to give it away because i do think it's actually sort of if you can watch this film and you can get through the interesting beginning but the boring second beginning if you can get to the ship and you stay with it because it's not for the I mean, I don't know. I'm not, faint, I guess but. it's not for the people that are afraid of vomit or feces or wine and just a mess throwing around everywhere because people are seasick. But if you can get to the island, then I think, you know, you've, you've got it. You're, you're, right. you're okay. By the time the two women figure out what's happening at the end and one of them who's been keeping everybody sort of going, when she makes her decision, I'm like, this is stupid. Like right. What you're sh not the decision, but the way you're showing me this, it's like you had the third AD now take over because it doesn't look like anything you've done. I don't, this is just like some juvenile handheld stuff. Like, what are you doing? And the funny thing is like 10 minutes before that, or even just seven minutes before that, when the non-vocal woman is just sitting there and she's looking between, you know, this small clearing into the beach and then somebody walks by that they don't even know. And I'm like, ah, 
Right. This is why I like this film because it's just always doing, well, what would you not expect to have happen right now? Right. Well, let's do that twice. And it's just, it me so weirdly uneven. It was, it was a bit frustrating, but I still think, I think it's a lot to ask maybe the average movie goer who's mostly interested in, I don't want to say like a Michael Bay film, you know, maybe like an oceans film. Like this is, this is sort of a stretch for you to get into if you're not used to this type of filmmaking, but if you've seen the square or force majeure, or you're just interested in that kind of stuff, I mean, I still think you ought to watch it, even though I can only give it a six. Right. I think it's worth it for, for the, it's one of those films that I like talking about more than I enjoyed seeing. Right. And you know, it is kind of, uh, it's, has more value, I think, ultimately, uh, just for the kind of comedic yeah. element of a movie that is hard to call a comedy. Right. Right. It's, right. Uh, but it is, it's, it is still really funny. It has lots of like funny moments. They're just not laugh out loud kind of yeah, funny. Right. I mean, they're, uh, they're kind of like in, in the way that, force majeure is a comedy even though there's just really nothing funny right about it. but still it's a comedy and it's pretty fun but um yeah so we gotta like move on to other things but i also think you know you should you should check it out buy it and see if you can get it yeah but it just couldn't land uh, what i want to get out of any of his movies or you know like land the most type movies yeah right? where it's yeah, your is it you gotta have like uh something actually land better in yeah. your weird for the sake of being weird approach to <laughs> filmmaking and know? sometimes even with yorgos lanthimos's films whether it's the lobster which i champion all the time because i just it's such a fun film but the favorite like if i describe the favorite to you and i give it like the imdb paragraph right I can't get half no the people I want to watch to watch that. Right, right. I have to tell them, like, forget what it looks like. Just watch it and you'll get it. And even sight on some level. Like, if I tell somebody, yeah. like, this is what it is, uh, I've seen 50 of those. No, <laughs> right. you actually haven't. You need to see just one and it's this one. Like, it's it's a weird one to try to sell on somebody. Yeah. All right. Uh, so trying to jump through some other things. I think um, the next thing, because I feel like it's going to be like a vague review no matter what we do, but I think uh, we'll do tar just to uh, get yeah. something out and our ratings out um, because Kate Blanchett can't stop winning uh, <laughs> right. awards for it. And it's also getting, you know, it's getting like screenplay direction. Yeah. Um, it's got, uh, uh, who was it? Somebody, I, now I can't even. Uh, remember was it spielberg um somebody god who was it who was saying that uh todd field did such a great job oh, i think it was spielberg yeah um man i can't remember i want i want to say it was like scorsese and spielberg but i don't know if i'm just like locked on s's for a yeah week, I, for some I, weird you, you've actually as soon as you said scorsese it made me made me doubt whether it was spielberg or scorsese because it's an s right I mean, it's Anyway, it's not Soderbergh. Anyway, um, let's run down the list. Yeah, so he's you know he's getting nominated. The movie's getting nominated. It's also getting nominated for things like cinematography, 
Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's a big one that's out there as far as the award circuit goes. Uh, once again, not a movie that's going to make any box office, no matter what right. you do, <laughs> no matter what, <laughs> no matter how much you try to sell it. Uh, and it is a movie, uh, you know, I don't know if I need to give too much rundown. It's a movie about a um, composer, composer, Lydia Tarr, slash, is a, uh, oh, um, you know, I mean, I guess director. in the film, she, right, she's, yeah. she's like everything. She's a writer, she's a director, she's a teacher, she's a professor, right, right. you know, she, but she is mostly well known for being this world renowned, like one of a handful. And I mean, not two handfuls, one handful of composers right, of the right. Berlin orchestra, you know? So. Yeah. And, uh, and ultimately, uh, she's really weird. Yeah. Is, uh, kind of yeah. the story. Right. Yeah. And it's one of those stories where it sounds a little stupid. If you try to explain it, just like we were saying about other movies. Yeah. Uh, just, right. we're just trying to it, say about like parasite where it's like, you know, she's a genius and then therefore she has all these quirks and she's weird and, you know, whatever. And everyone goes, well, yeah, isn't that like every movie? Sure. Like, what am I watching? Rain Man again? <laughs> no, but it's not like that. It's, it's, you know, she's one of the greatest living composers and conductors. And when you peel that back, you get to see like what her life is like. I but that's right. even, now I'm saying it out loud. That's really not it either. Right. It's because it, it's, it's not darker than that. And it's not. And it's also, it's a little, uh, it really is hard it, to in say a, that. In a very odd way, it is exactly not like Whiplash to the extent that it's kind of like Whiplash. It, yeah, I guess no. Okay. Sense, you know so, what I mean? So Lydia Tara is the one of the world's most renowned conductors and composers. And at the apex of this event that she's been working her entire career to get to her life sort of hits a bunch of stumbling blocks and it's not bright and cheery things. Like it's actually sort of like dark and you see whether or not she can make it or not. Like, I guess even that doesn't, geez, that isn't right. It's, but it's, that's even it's closer, strange. but also in this movie, which we're probably not going to actually talk about very much. It turns out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because we're talking all around it. And right. I think that's okay. Right. Um, but the thing, uh, whoever it was, whether it was Scorsese or Spielberg, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, who was uh, talking about Todd Field um, and, and the beauty of, I think, the direction of this movie is uh, just like whoever it was said. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, is that there is a really weird amount of just seeing through her eyes in this movie uh not in necessarily yeah. in like a literal sense like you're playing a first person shooter game yeah, but no right but like getting to experience things happening like from her perspective and telling a story about what's happening to her in a way that is not the same as every other movie you see yeah that is really really cool yeah uh, i agree just from a standpoint of trying to direct a movie and make a story happen in a very precise way. Yeah. Right. Um, that is, you know, makes this movie worth watching, even if it sucked in all other ways. Right. <laughs> I mean, because it's just very different. It's different though. Yeah. The way it's different. It uh, so anyway, I gave this movie a nine 
And uh, I gave it a nine in possibly one of the weirdest ways that I've ever given a movie a nine, uh, I think. And I could be lying. Yeah. There could be other movies. But I gave this movie a nine uh, in the very specific sense that I loved everything about this movie and at the exact same time could not care less about this person. Yeah. (laughs) Because even when I watched the whole thing and I got done with it and I'm like, I mean, that was an awesome movie mm-hmm. and, and I just didn't care before and I d- still don't care. Right. I, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't care about composers. Right. I, it, this has no draw for me. Right? right. I, I don't care what your struggles are, uh, as a composer and how you relate that to regular life and how regular life will mess up your career as a composer and all right, that stuff. Right. Like I just, it was so it, like distancing, but not the movie's fault at all. Right. Right. But it still just didn't, I wanted it to suck me in and in a way it did. And in a way it still didn't. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, it kind of didn't matter because watching the movie was amazing yeah. for me. Yeah. I just, I loved, I think, almost everything that the movie was trying to do. But there were some parts where I didn't love Kate Blanchett, actually. Um, she's hard for you. You're not, you're not a no, big, I'm, big Kate Blanchett fan. You're not against her the way you are Julia Roberts or anything, but you're not. Right. Yeah. It, it's not easy to. I, I don't love her just because she showed up. Right. <laughs> And I think a lot of people do. And there are a lot of parts in this movie where I thought she was great. Right. Yeah. There were a lot of parts in this movie where I thought she was awesome, but there were a lot of parts in the movie where I just was like, "Mm, I don't know. Right. Uh, I I don't know. She wasn't that fantastic, but I thought, uh, the, the story was really cool in the sense that it could at least be interesting enough. Yeah. When I totally didn't care. And I thought during this movie, a fair amount of like black Swan. Right. And I thought I black that. Swan <laughs> did a lot of stuff, a lot better than this movie. And if this movie would have been able to do things a little differently, yeah, then, you know, this could have easily been a 10 and I would sure. probably think it was, right. Uh, this is it. Something That's- everyone had to watch. Right. Because I also don't care about ballet dancers. <laughs> and I also don't care. Who are you kidding? I also don't care how hard their lives are, right. or how hard they work, or and the back whatever. scenes. And I just am, you know, right. not interested, right? Just like, you know, I don't know. If you had posing and conducting, if you had some movie about football players, right. just right. Right. one football player's like, we're just going to really microscope his whole life. Yeah. And I, Right. like football right. but i right. don't right. i don't care yeah uh, but watching black swan i cared about everyone right. i cared about everything that was happening i was like you know completely invested in uh, every moment of that movie and i in a certain way was with this one too but just not in the same way yeah. right it still <laughs> just was like a little bit uh you know she's over there and yeah I, i'm not convinced that I need to look at her this much, but right. the movie was right. just amazing. Anyway, an, now I'm just babbling. Oh no, this is, this is another one that left me a bit confused at the end. Um, because I didn't like the end and I hated the beginning. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm watching, 
I'm watching the film and literally though I the film's a very strange thing immediately from the start because it runs all the credits. Like it's just it's just that's not something to give it a point for or a point against. It's just very strange that there's a voiceover, there's something happening. There's some there's some music, but there's like the it's like almost all the entire credits are running in the beginning. And I thought, all right, well, no big deal. Let's just run with the film. But it starts with this very um and I'm only speaking for me one hundred percent now, uh, for the next like thirty seconds. An incredibly pretentious introduction to a character who is supposed to be a bit pretentious in having this exclusive live interview with a bunch of people who care about this avenue of high art right and listening to to say that is one thing Kate Blanchett looking back on the opening of the film after having seen the film still great in that moment I know now that that is Lydia Tarr but not knowing anything about the film, I mean, I knew about the film, but watching the film and having that be the first scene and having it be like 20, 25 minutes long. Your complete introduction. I had yeah. every interest that I had in the movie blown away. Like, not excitedly. I mean, the wind was taken out of my sails. I thought, two hours and 20 minutes of this? Are you kidding me? It's so airbag, self-important, pompous, condescending narrative that i'm thinking if this is what Todd field has written he's got a lot to say about this part of culture that i immediately don't care about i don't know if i'm going to make it through this film almost immediately the second scene in the film now now in my mind anyway and it's been a bit since i saw tar there's really only two scenes for the first 40 minutes it's the interview and then it's her teaching the kid and having this really amazing scene that comes back to be something important later. And I mostly loved the second scene, like immensely, but I know I couldn't get that scene without having a sense of who she thinks she is. Lydia Tarr is very accomplished and she's self-important. She's self-obsessed. I think arguably there's a very easy position to say that she's a sociopath with how she collects things and uses people to achieve greatness of what she wants without really caring about anybody that's you could say that's just somebody who's cruel there's a different level there for her whether she is or she isn't is up you know to you when you see the film by the time i'm out of the second scene i'm like okay again this is where i'm at i'm feeling like a little rocky mm. it finds its rhythm and it's not quite big scenes anymore but it is peeling back the curtain to show what lydia tar has done to get to this point and who she may or may not have helped or stepped on and the machinations of her to keep her world moving in the way that keeps her atop of it is fascinating and fun, if not cringeworthy at times. There's a scene where her and her partner have an adopted kid, and like that kid's being bullied, and watching her deal with that was both amusing and also like frightening like right. you just this this woman just talks to this child in a way that you never would talk to a child except if your kid was being bullied you might just say hey look an adult I'll mess you up you know as it goes on and as it proceeds i found myself enjoying it more and more and more and it never quite started to stumble the way it stumbled out of the gate for me except the end and i don't mean the end that you think you get i mean the end the end I just never landed right with me. And I'm not entirely sure why thinking about it, because it sets that up. 
um, it really moves towards that. Can't argue. Oh, I haven't said a number. I can't argue that Kate Blanchett and everybody else is great in this because it was so weird and staggered. The best I could give it was a seven. Yeah. And I'm I'm like reading all these people who are fawning over it, and I'm like, I see it. I, I see reviews one after another that are hundred, hundred, ten out of ten. And I'm reading it. I'm like, I see everything you see in that film just didn't have that feeling that they had and, and that you had at nine. But I mean, I think actually I actually think R seven and nine are close right. in a weird way. There's not a whole lot to gripe about except bloviating thing. To shut up now, I'll say this one thing. It had one topic that it seemed to weave in an incredibly sophisticated amount, which is how do we look at somebody who is an artist who is accomplished and how do we weigh that against their decisions or their life choices or their mistakes? And that comes up from Bach to Bar. Like it's all over the place. And it's a recurring thing that comes in. There's tons of little scenes that I could pepper in and just say, this is genius. Like when she meets her mentor, he gives her a gift and it's a, uh, like it's a, compliment on a card and she's like oh, this is very nice and he's like you may use that and she's like clueless right. he's like for your book for your for your book cover and she's like oh yeah and then just the weird way she's like eh, if it isn't too late anyway you know and i'm just like i'm never gonna use that who's gonna wipe her rear up with that like this is the hilarity of her character that no one really sees because they themselves are in this high-minded bloviating sort of world right, as right. well it's just stuff like that that made the film endearing to me in a way i just wished it had done it quicker Man, I hated the first 25 minutes. Yeah, and and really I think there's no reason that that has to be quite the it was heavy. It is anyway. It was heavy. Um except that it I guess is supposed to be like uh now we don't have to talk about any of that anymore. Whereas, yeah, get it all out of the way. Otherwise, maybe. maybe we would have to you yeah. know bring it up, you know, fit it in somewhere else in the rest of the story. Yeah. But I I just I I agree that that did not Need to do that long. Yeah. but it's not even you know for me it's not even um it's oddly not all the stuff that happens for me right yeah it's, uh especially as far as uh how how positive i am to the movie it's like the way that it happened like right. it's the way that we watch it happen and the way that we get to look at and analyze her and it's like you know, if we analyze her and then we find out, I mean, oh, I she's horrible. She, she's a monster. And she's now horrible. I don't now I don't like the movie because she's horrible. Right. Right. right and it's like, well, but the yeah. way that we just like hair into her yeah. by, like I said at the beginning, by like watching a movie that is telling her differently. Yeah. than other right. movies do than right other whether yeah, totally whether it's a good person or a bad person that we're dissecting right this is a movie that's dissecting a person it's doing in, it differently in a different way yeah and i think sometimes in a just a really cool way yeah sometimes not in the greatest way right, right? right. but sometimes in uh just the <laughs> way that you move from one thing to the next even the, yeah the way that you uh the way that you'd go okay this is her when she's here this is her when she's here right and right this is how she acts <laughs> right you know what just just putting it all together i at some point you like wish this movie was the exact same movie but about someone else yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> right. It was. I keep thinking, I keep thinking. I mean, so, a quick side is the film is beautiful looking. It's just oh, yeah. beautiful looking and it's beautifully shot. Everything seems to know exactly how much of the space to take in a shot and how much to pull back out of it. The scene, one of my favorite scenes is later when things are maybe coming apart for Lydia and uh, her neighbor has passed away and they're trying to sell her loft or apartment and her family comes over and they're like look we just wanted to know you know if there's a schedule for when you're playing your music and she immediately takes it as a compliment and they're like we just want to show the place when, right, right. when you're not playing and the next scene but, but has been a level and i mean quite literally like put a level on it it's perfectly flat it's now askew and she's making noise and singing an awful song and the whole scene itself is off center and I'm like, this is genius. That's a genius way to show she's unraveling. And I rewound that and watched it again. Like I loved, I loved watching her lose her crap over that moment and just be like, oh, you want, you want this? Right. And you see when people, I mean, there's memes and there's all these things. When people are stressed, when they're under pressure, you see who they are or who they can be. And man, when she starts unraveling, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. So. Uh, it's definitely one to go see. And now yeah, for sure. uh, here's our problem is we're pretty much out of time yeah, because no. uh, we babble no. incessantly. Um, but good, next though. week uh, we're going to have a hell of a project on our hands uh, because Jeez. what we're going to have next week is uh, we're going to do man called auto. Yeah. Uh, because obviously everyone wants to know everything about that movie. Yeah. Um, because it's timely, right? It is. And we are going to make sure that we get to living and yep. then, uh, no matter, you know, some hell or high water, if we have to just say rating oh. for movies, yeah, right. We'll cruise. We are going to get through a few movies like, uh, women talking empire of light, yeah. possibly Elvis, yeah. whale, other things that are, are big uh, things. So that we don't need yet another week before we do right. our list, because right. uh, in two weeks we're going to do our list, and if we haven't covered enough movies, it's just too. That's hard. Right? Uh, we're going to go. But next week for sure, uh, man called Auto and Living. And if you have the opportunity to see Living before we cover it, even yeah, uh, I don't know where you would get that opportunity, but if you have that opportunity, yeah, don't know, do it, uh, and. Uh, be aware that it's a pretty slow moving movie. Yeah, you know, that's okay. <laughs> like, uh, see the trailers first. Yeah. Make sure that uh, you're right. not going to tune in next week and right. lambast <laughs> me for like ever because right. I told you to go see it. Uh, but we're definitely getting through those two. So, <laughs> yeah. And we kind of get out of here. So thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And uh, subscribe, uh, rate us on iTunes, like us on iTunes, yeah. subscribe wherever you are listening to this, and uh, otherwise trick your friends into listening as well. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.